Welcome to Dorks on Sports, a podcast about four dorks talking about sports. My name is Daniel. Joining me, as always, is the illustrious Curtis Eastwood. Curtis. Uh, so we got the, the season is ending. It is. The Seahawks are not going into the postseason. They are not. <laughs> what, where's, your, where's your mental health at? You know, it's, uh, uh, I don't know which side is up anymore. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. I'm like resigned to the fade of all. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm in this sort of whirling dervish whirlwind of, uh, I have no idea what's going to happen next. Yeah, I know. I, that's where I am too. Which will be fun I, for this prediction show. <laughs> I, yeah, I always get sad at the end of the football season. Um, and this one feels a little more like relief. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's like, all right, let's, uh, let's uh, stumble out of this, make mm. some changes and come back better and stronger. Uh, yeah. Alana, how are you doing over there? Doing all right. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, family's, family's good. Family's good. Yeah, works good. I've got a space needle ejaculate going on in my background. So, you know, I like that. We had New Year's. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then we got Millie. Hey. And then uh and I, I don't think there's any more fantasy football to uh to pipe in on. Is that well, right? No fantasy football is over. Just the results of what Ooh. happened. Okay. Can I hype you up for a second, Millie? Yeah. Did you did you have a rookie wide receiver from the Bengals on your team? I sure did. Was, I sure did. Is so what was that wide receiver's name? <laughs> <laughs> he uh, and I just want to be clear that I did in fact draft him. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, oh boy, what a payoff that. Uh, <laughs> Jamar Chase is, although now that he's becoming much more famous, I started hearing people say Jamar. And it, it do we know? Is it a Jamar? Is it Jamar? I, I, I don't know. I think it's Jamar. Jamar. Yeah, it might be Jamar because here, let me could let me, Jamar be a nickname? Maybe. Wow. No, it's that I thing like, of you know, he's, he's a bigger name. People start caring how they pronounce it i yeah. don't know yeah. that's, that's really oh, seen with other players and um, but anyway uh, jmr because of the apostrophe all right jmr so it's j apostrophe m-a-r j-a apostrophe hmm capital yeah. m or a-r-r yes J-Mar. Which of course is funny because within our theater community there is there Jason is a J-Mar, Mar, who has yes. gone by Jmar the entire time I've known him, right. which is <laughs> like twenty something years. Yeah. So that's who I think of now. But anyway, yes, thanks for asking. I did in fact have my personal, uh, definitely rookie MVP, and on my team is uh, Jmar Chase. Um, he, along with Josh Allen, Hunter Renfro, Eckler, Cook, Kelsey, Singletary, and Williams from Kansas City, did indeed take the Fluffernutters all the way to the championship. Yes. The trophy's Space coming needle. home. Explosions. My name um, will what, be on what, the what's, the, what's this number then? 
This is my third time in this league. All right. Three Pete. And for those of you following along with the uh, Folger Shakespeare fantasy football group, uh, I did in fact win the constellation bracket. Nice. Uh, so <laughs> there is some victory in that considering I went into it from 12th place and uh, I will get to choose my draft position, which I oh. will decide at a later date. Nice. Oh, that's a, that's a strong, you had a good season. Yeah. You know, well, I mean, one of them was fantastic yeah. and the other one was all right, weird. <laughs> you know, you you try to figure out what happened and I just had a very strange team with way too many Cowboys. Oh, that's, that's yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I get it. Okay. So we got the Seahawks. Uh, they, uh, the Lions came to town. Seahawks played their last home game of the season in front of the 12s and dropped what, what, uh, 52. Is that, was that the final score? 51. 50-51 points. Uh, easily their best offensive game of the season. Uh, they ended up uh, breaking a franchise record with nine consecutive drives that scored points. Um, I think that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, Russell Wilson looked like Russell Wilson. He, he still missed some guys uh, that he doesn't normally miss, uh, but on the whole, uh, he made really great decisions. Um, they played a lot more Pete Carroll football. We didn't get much of this Russell Wilson chasing the deep stuff and then getting sacked 15 yards behind the line of scrimmage. Um, it was complemented by another really strong run game by Penny who won mm-hmm. uh, the NFC offensive player of the week. I think it was like 175 yards and a, and a pair of touchdowns uh, really incredible stuff out of Penny. Um, I know, you know, the criticism has been like Penny has had an incredible run over the past four or five games. And, and the criticism is like, well, they haven't played, you know, great run defense says okay but even still like 175 yards and a couple scores is pretty good he's making great decisions out there mm-hmm. letting the plays develop he's seeing the holes and he's hitting them he's not doing that thing that uh kind of drives me crazy with penny which is like like russ can do chasing the home runs mm-hmm. uh, he's now uh you know and he's slippery like sean alexander was which is uh mm-hmm. he's got this burst of speed that um it seems like linebackers don't realize like just how fast his first gear is and they miss him. And that was something Sean Alexander had. He was slippery. He could always kind of like slip between the linebacker and then kind of get into open space. I can see Penny do that a lot. Uh, So even these runs that'll get like maybe four yards, he ends up getting like nine and a half on because his first gear burst is really great. Um, I'm excited for Penny. I hope the Hawks uh, re-sign him for um, next year Um, and bring back uh, Adrian Peterson, who Penny credited him with his most recent, you know, great play. Pete Carroll did. Um, you know, I like uh, I like Adrian Peterson in uh, in that locker room. Uh, I think they do uh, some good stuff. And there are even reports that the Seahawks offered him a coaching job, um, which uh, he still wants to play. But I think that's very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so. The Seahawks looked pretty good. Um, I thought offensively it was almost flawless. Uh, defensively, not so much. 
it was a kitchen sink game for the lions. So they were kind of like doing weird stuff, you know, kind of onside kicks, you know, like the third quarter and stuff like that. You normally don't see, uh, even so the team looked good. Um, but that was the lions. And now we got the Arizona Cardinals who are fighting, um, to be, you know, the, um, NFC West champs and get a second seed uh, into the playoffs. Uh, a much more difficult challenge. We will be facing the Cardinals uh, this time with the uh, Kyler Murray. Um, Curtis, where are you landing on this game? What are the Seahawks chances? Was that Lions game more fluky than not? I don't think the Lions game was fluky necessarily. Um no, I think it was a good, you know, it was, yeah, I was, you know, I, I think what might've been a little bit more fluky was uh, their, uh, the game they dropped to the bears on a short week because mm-hmm. it was on a Tuesday mm-hmm. night. And, um, you know, I mean, I'm not going to use that as an excuse to why they lost, but, you know, I mean, I think the bears game was theirs to win and they just didn't make it happen. Um, so I don't think it was a fluke what happened against the lions, but I think it's going to be a really difficult match against um, Kyler Murray and a, um, an Arizona team that's lost three games in a row now. Right. And they've no, they beat the, the Cowboys. This they, oh, they beat the Cowboys. That's right. They, they were, yeah, out that win. That, yeah. But they've lost, they've lost I feel like they've lost a few three of like, five and so yeah right so the the la rams are catching up on them a bit and so it's a battle between the two of them so i think i think that yeah you know i kind of feel like that chandler jones pass rush is pretty poised to um to go at jake uh Kerchan, Kerhan, who I really like at the, the 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 rookie right tackle, but I kind of feel like, you know, if Russ has to throw on third and long against Chandler Jones uh, rushing on the right side of that it's line, gonna be a long um, that's going to be that's going to be a tough one. But then when I expect I expect Seattle to give it a fight, I think they they're really going to go for it and try and play this as their Super Bowl, their opportunity to spoil a division rival. Um, but I feel like I would say uh, the Cardinals are probably going to win this one. I would say, um, so I'll say 27-23. All right. Alana, what are your thoughts on, uh, on this game? I think the Cardinals are toast. Uh, I think that they unfortunately uh, spent all their energy earlier in the year. I think the Cowboys – uh, game was a fluke for them and I think that the Seahawks for whatever reason win the games down in Glendale um, I know yeah, we had that true. like weird ass 6-6 tie or whatever which was one of my favorite games ever that game was amazing um, <laughs> it just like both teams just putting it all out there on defense and missing field goals and shit um, uh, I think uh, what what's interesting to me about this year this week is that you know, in the last week of the season, you do conference or sorry, divisional games. Um, and so we're matched up against the cards and the Rams are matched up against the 49ers. Uh, the 49ers have something to play for. The Cardinals have something to play for. The Rams have something to play for. Mm-hmm. And the Seahawks are just sitting there like, hey, we're the spoilers. 
um, we could do this. So if the 49ers, what, what I want to happen is I want the Seahawks and the Rams to win. Uh, and then I want the Saints to beat the Falcons because then only the Rams and the Cardinals would be in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and right. the 49ers would not be in the playoffs. And what a lovely <laughs> gift, parting gift to have happen to keep the Cardinals from winning the division and to keep the 49ers out of the playoffs. Just like, mm. um, <laughs> oh, Jesus. Sorry. Say it. <laughs> Don't sneak up on me like that. I oh, my goodness. Child just appeared here, and I was not yeah. expecting it. She's no, like, I love you. with your filter, she just kind of appeared <laughs> like the, the girl in the ring. I know. <laughs> I love you. Go to bed. Go to bed. I think I don't she's think cute. It's, she is, but she scared the crap out of me. Uh, I don't. I think the Seahawks are going to win. I don't think it's going to be particularly close because if we've learned one thing over the season, it's that Cliff Cliff Kingsbury cannot coach. That guy is bad. Not like, <laughs> not like Pete Carroll's having an off season, but like he's a bad coach. Uh, and I think it's going to be like thirty-one uh, fourteen. I think the I think C- Seattle's going to roll in there. I think they're going to just be like, we got something to play for more than you do. And, and uh, I think it's going to set up set us up for a good off season. I like it. Millie, what are your thoughts on this game? Um, I also uh, think that the Seahawks are going to pull this one out. And, and here's why. Um, I think that everyone knows that even though this may have just been a fluke season, the way things are shaping up, there's going to be a lot of change is yeah. what it looks like, regardless of what that change is, who stays, who goes, which may be totally none of the people you're even thinking about, but everybody feels it. And it's that let's play for each other. One more time mentality. Mm-hmm. We're not playing for anything but each other and for our fans. And for some of us, this may be the last time we play as a Seahawk. And that kind of emotion against a team who we don't particularly care for um, and who very well may not have their lead running backs playing on Sunday, Connors and Edmonds may not play. Mm -hmm. So with all of those factors put together, um, I think this is a team with a lot of pride and a team that uh, just isn't sure if they'll all be together again. I think they play for each other on Sunday. And I think it's it's going to bring a tear to my eye and um, get a little choked up right now just thinking about it. Um, <laughs> I'm going to give this 23-20 Hawks. I, um, I am in agreement with you, Millie. Uh, if there's one thing I've learned about this season, it's that number one, even through losing adversity, Pete Carroll can keep a team together Mm -hmm. and keep them just playing to win. Even when they know that there's no point in a playoff or anything, that you're playing for pride and you're playing for each other. Um, If there's another thing I learned about this team, it's like, I feel like uh, even more than past Seahawks teams, like last year's team or something like that, this team feels like they really love each other. 
you, you hear that a lot in the pressers uh, about how much they play for each other, how much they love each other. Um, the guys who got injured, you know, how much they hate that those guys are out, you know, Jamal Adams and stuff like that. And so it really feels like this is this team is um, a, a band of brothers, right? And I think that they want nothing more than to end this season because so many of them, this is their last contract. You know, there's uh, so many players in this team that are up for a new contract that they, they know that this is going to be almost like an unprecedented amount. Yeah. I mean, the front office has uh, everyone talks about how much salary space, Seattle's going to have going into the off season, but when you yeah. start to add up the amount of players that could be coming back, that less like that that salary space is going to shrink pretty rapidly. And I agree. I also want to say, you know, as much as I band of brothers playing for each other, which is what I I was saying, there is also the factor of there there are a lot of contracts out. There are a lot yeah. of people who need to show what they yes. can do. And exactly. look good so that if yes. they are going somewhere else, they have more stats they, yes. to, to bank on. Um, you know, I think uh, Diggs is saying, you didn't, you didn't offer me anything. And uh, here we are. And I'm just going to get myself a few more stats so you can just drive that price way up. You way know, there's up. that kind of thing. Gonna well. He's going to yeah. be really expensive. He's going to be really He's expensive. earned it. He has yeah. 100% yeah. I'm just afraid he's going to. And, and I think like up. John Schneider and that front office are uh, going, oh man, maybe we should have uh, given him yeah. an Yeah. <laughs> because now his price yeah. tag just went like tripled. Um, what was he's your... the best player on the team, I think. I mean, if I were to certainly on D and, and like, certainly uh, uh, the most consistent. Um, yeah. I tend to think, so I was looking at that the first game we had this season against the Cardinals. And I was surprised to learn that the Seahawks actually averaged 4.5 yards a carry when they ran the ball. They just didn't run the ball. Like they ended up running it only like 19 times or something stupid like that. And two of those times were on Russell Wilson scrambles. If the Seahawks continue to run the ball, I think this game is going to get away from the Cardinals. I think if Shane Waldron gives a balanced performance and Russell Wilson does what he did in the Lions game, which is just take what the defense gives them. And, you know, when it's third and six, just hit DK on that, uh, you know, weird tight end slant that Waldron is having him do now um, <clears throat> for seven yards and like pick up that first down. Uh, I think this could be, uh, I think this could be a high scoring game for the Hawks. Um, I, if that happens, <laughs> I think it can be 28 Hawks, 17 Cardinals. Uh, I think, uh, uh, you know, I think we can really beat them up. Um, uh, that's if they, if they stick to that plan, if Russell Wilson starts chasing some deep balls and throwing into double coverage on DK Metcalf and, you know, it's going to be a long game. Uh, but that is my, um, prediction. Curtis, do you feel any better? Did we make you have hope or you're still uh, just, no, we're going to lose? No, <laughs> I feel like we're going to lose. <laughs> I don't, I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, I, I, I want to see a good fight is what I'm looking for. I'm, I'm, Me I'm too. Looking for, I want, looking I want a great game and, uh, and you know, it has to end on some, some weirdness. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was actually shocked 
that uh, there was no weirdness in this Lions game. I was like, what is this game? It's pretty clean. Like, we don't have any of this weird Seahawks stuff going on. And then, like, late in the game, there was, like, a turnover and then uh, another turnover, like, all in the same. I was like, oh, there it is. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. There's the weirdness. And I was also... I was also reading that uh, the Seahawks were very close uh, to getting another uh, scorigami. Yeah. Yeah. There was something at the end that like, it was, or something. but it, but like all they, if they would have scored a touchdown mm-hmm. at the end of the game, it would have been scorigami. And that's I think that that's why, it. and I think that's why the fans were booing. Uh, and it was, it's bullshit. Fuck you, fans in the stadium. I agree. Brewing, they, we had the game in hand. There's no reason to pour Absolutely no reason. Just situation. end the game. I end agree. Game. Just end it. I Go agree. Go fuck yourself. And you're not a real fan if you're doing Agreed. that. Agreed. Yes. So. Yeah. So get it together, 12s. You're better yeah. than that. You Come are. Come on. That's embarrassing. Uh, so we're we're in the predictions here. We're predicting the next game, but I also uh, this is a new year. The the Seahawks uh, season is ending. Um, a Mariners season is about to begin in just a maybe. few short months. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> right. Um, I uh, I want to go into predicting uh, what's going to happen in 2022. What's going to happen in Seattle Sports 2022, or whatever you want. Um, I have my prediction. This is, I'm going to give a prediction for the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. This is my prediction in 2022. And I know, you know, they're having their first losing season in a long time. They're, they're uh, well, in the Pete Carroll, Russell Wilson era. Um, and I know with that comes a lot of chatter about the big changes and coaches and front office guys getting fired. And I'm already bored of it, right? I don't think any of that is going to happen. In fact, if you look at the trajectory of this team since 2017, um, they have actually uh, won more games every year. So since 2017, uh, they got better and better and better and better until this year. You know, last year we won 12 games. Um, I think this team is closer to that 12 win season than it is now, I think there's a lot of weird stuff that happened this season. Number one, you know, our all pro quarterback getting hurt and he probably still is hurt. Um, a weird COVID year. Um, there's a lot of stuff that happened. So I'm giving this season a mulligan. And I think that uh, Jody Allen and Vulcan is going to do the same thing. I think Pete Carroll and John Schneider and Russell Wilson are all coming back. I think that this season um, probably showed them some of the glaring holes that a quarterback like Russell Wilson was able to cover up for a lot of his career. And John Schneider is going to go to work. And I think they're going to go to work this off season. I think they're going to reload and I think they're going to come back stronger than ever. And they're going to have another 12 win season in 2022. That's my prediction. They're going to win the NFC West. Waldron is, is, is going to learn from his rookie mistakes and, uh, and they're going to go all the way. Uh, so that's my prediction with the Seahawks in 2022. Curtis, uh, what are your predictions? God, I love that prediction. Uh, <laughs> I predict they're going to trade Russell Wilson. I think it's, <laughs> I just, I, I think, I think, I think, I think, uh, I think uh, Pete and John stay on the Island. Um, I think they convince Jody Allen that they've got a clear path 
to uh, to building it back up quickly. Um, I think I I've been reading for months um, that, and this might turn out to just be a bunch of Y two K nonsense in the end. But I'm just oh, gonna I have like fun it. Yeah, it. yeah. Give give it to me. Give me your Y two K nonsense. But yeah, I've been I've been reading um, on places like uh, Pro Football Network and uh, Pro Football Focus. Um, this um, anticipation that the 2022 NFL offseason is going to see this crazy quarterback movement. Um, part of it is to do with the fact that the quarterback landscape of players coming out of college for the next couple of seasons is looking um, slim pickings is looking is looking bad. I mean, yeah. it's looking as bad, maybe as bad as it's maybe like one of the, like this draft class could be like the worst quarterback draft class in like over two decades. Um, and uh, I think the Tom Brady situation, the breakup there in new England and seeing how new England ultimately within a year or so has benefited with a reset and Brady has benefited uh, might uh, give uh, teams and quarterbacks a sense of, you know, adventure and entitlement to explore alternative paths and staying together. Um, I think the Matthew Stafford deal, the way that's worked out to Matthew Stafford will make more unhappy quarterbacks kind of choose that path to see if they can get a work a clean breakup with their current team to get with another team. I do want to, uh, can I just say something about that real quick? And Matthew Stafford, that wasn't a Matthew Stafford unhappy situation though. That was a, that was a Sean or what's his, the coach of LA Rams going and getting his guy. And Matthew well, Stafford no, that was, that was uh, everything that I've read about that. That was Stafford. Stafford wanted out of Detroit. He wanted the Detroit ownership to do him a solid after all of his years of service. And it was actually, Okay. Um, the Panthers were going that. heavy on him and he told uh, he told the Lions brass that he wanted to go to McVay um, that he's he he pretty much handpicked um, his destination. And uh, yeah, McVay was like, sure, we'll give you golf and two first round picks. Um, so sorry for interrupting. I just, no, that's yeah. fine. That's fine. So I've just got this, this really, I'm, I, I said it after the, the, the Seahawks lost in that disappointing way against the Rams and their season was officially shot a couple weeks back. Uh, for now on, I'm just sort of rooting for chaos. So I'm going with my chaos. Fred. <laughs> uh, I'm predicting that, uh, God, I'm going to just say to stay with the Super Bowl. I'm going to predict that the Packers beat the Titans in the Super Bowl and they tear up Aaron Rodgers' deal and sign him to a new contract and he's there until he retires. But they trade Jordan I, I actually agree with that. I don't think Aaron yeah. Rodgers is going to yeah, I think I think they're going to win the Super Bowl. I think he's going to stay. Um, Jordan Love, the guy that they drafted in the first round pick a couple of years, on the first round a couple of years back, I think goes to the Saints and plays there and they match him up with Taysom Hill and may the best quarterback win that situation. Um, I think, I think there's going to be, I think there's going to be a big bidding war for Russell uh, between um, the New York giants, uh, the Denver Broncos, and I project um, the Philadelphia Eagles to get involved. The interesting thing with all three teams is conceivably they all have um, a lot of 
young, talented players that they could throw at Seattle on cheap contracts. And they each have a quarterback um, that they could kind of Seattle could kind of roll with. So I think there would be sort of a bidding more there. But I'm going to say that 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 Russell is going to be destined to be a New York giant. He'll be brought away Russ. It's going to make Sierra happy. Uh, his whole um, legacy goals of one day becoming an NFL owner is going to be able to, you know, kind of push forward with all the hobnobbing he's going to do in the Big Apple. Um, I think that the the um, there's a lot of pressure from the Mara family to um, to bring in a marquee quarterback from the fans and the media. There's actually a media campaign to go after Russell Wilson. I'm going to project this crazy ass freaking deal that's going to end <laughs> between the Seattle Seahawks, the Giants, and the Cleveland Browns. So get ready for this. Oh, shit. Three team deal. A three team deal. And this is how it's going to go down. Actually, it's going to end up being a four team deal, if you can believe this. Uh, the Giants. <laughs> send Daniel Jones and their high second round pick to the Cleveland Browns for Baker Mayfield. The Seahawks trade Russell Wilson to the Giants for their two top 10 first round picks that look like they're going to be pick number five and pick number eight. They're going to get in return. They're going to get uh, Mayfield. They're going to get uh, Saquon Barkley. Um, they're going to get an expensive corner uh, by the name of James Bradbury. That's going to fit. That's going to help New York fit, um, you know, Russ under their salary cap. They'll get a reserve left tackle, and uh, they'll get. But they'll probably get like a uh, a third round pick in this year's draft and a second round pick in next year's draft. So that's going to be the haul Seattle's going to get. They're going to get Barkley up here. Barkley, uh, they're going to get. They're going to get Barkley, and they're going to get Mayfield. And Mayfield's having interestingly his own issues in Cleveland right now, kind of like Russ. He's 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 had a down year. He's been playing on a torn labrum in yeah. his left shoulder so his mechanics are all off um the fans unlike russ I, it sounds like cleveland wants to unload him too what's that i said unlike russ it sounds like cleveland wants to unload mayfield yeah yeah Th that divorce so, is I, the, the, the thing is is I, I think that cleveland doesn't feel like they 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 don't want to pay mayfield upper echelon right. uh starting quarterback money um yeah. but i think Seattle, I think I think Mayfield is a quarterback, given the type of quarterbacks that John Snyder has sort of liked. He likes the athletic, um, big arm um, play action quarterbacks. And even though Mayfield's not the tallest guy on the planet, he actually does have a pretty strong arm and he is pretty athletic. And in 2022, when they went to the playoffs, uh, he was super efficient that year. You mean 2020? Um, and 2020. Yeah. And 2020. So I kind of feel like, like Mayfield in Seattle, uh, under Pete, you know, that might be a situation where, you know, Pete's a good father figure for him. Um, I think that Mayfield has an interesting sort of fiery demeanor that, um, Pete actually might kind of appreciate a little bit given like the players that he's had in the past uh, on the defensive side. Um, so I kind of feel like that's sort of the deal that's going to happen. And I can, I can, I can actually see um, 
you know, the Browns flipping Jones to Minnesota for Kirk Cousins because Minnesota is in a ton of um, salary cap hell right now, and they're going to have to cut a bunch of players to get under the cap. Um, Cousins is getting older. If they traded him, that would free up $35 million and then they get Jones for cheap. And then uh, Cousins could reunite with Kevin Stefanski, who was the old, you know, offensive coordinator for the Vikings before he became the Cleveland coach. So that's kind of, this is the crazy ass, wild ass <laughs> prediction thing that I think is going to happen. And I'm happy if I'm wrong. My only my only question about that is, uh-huh. is Russell going to play for the Giants if Joe Judge is still the coach? Like, no, I don't think it is. That's it. I think I think yeah. they will fire. I think here's what I think is going to happen there. I think they're going to go after Doug Peterson. I think Doug mm. Peterson's going to end up the Giants coach and he's going to, you know, have Russ, who, uh, you know, he coached Peterson, coached Michael Vick when he was the O.C., Right. For, um, for Andy no. Reid in the last few years, they were together in uh, Philadelphia. So Philadelphia. he has a background coaching an athletic scrambling play action quarterback. So if that's so what could... ends up happening, I don't hate the hall for the Seahawks. Like, uh, I don't, I like Mayfield. No, I don't. I this, like is, this is what makes sense to me. Right. Yeah. Uh, I like all the picks there. Um, so I don't hate that. But yeah. uh, I still like Russell better, and I think he's staying. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope so. I hope it works out. Uh, I'm just going to quickly rattle off uh, the free agents situation that I think are probably likely to return. I actually think they're going to work. They're going to restructure Bobby Wagner's deal uh, mm-hmm. so that they can clear up some cap space. I think they'll cut, add a couple more years to it. It'll come to, into a much more reasonable number. Uh, I think they're going to make a strong push to go after Diggs. Because I think Carol just at the end of the day values that secondary too much, and um, I think he will. Well, especially if they want to yeah. get m- more back into a Carol defense, Diggs, I think so. Uh, yeah. will be yeah. uh, a cornerstone of that. I can see them. I can see them bringing uh, DJ Reed back. Um, I think Penny comes back for sure. And yeah, DJ uh, Reed, who had uh, his was it his first interception uh, at, against the Lions, and it was like he ended up getting two of them. Yeah, I got two picks in that game. Right? Yeah, but he's been solid all year long. He's been great. He's uh, been, I, I really like him. Yeah, and um, I think they bring Everett and, and Will Disley back. I think they keep those those yeah, two tight ends. So. And so I think that that's that's what's likely to happen. And then yeah, uh, free agency. I think they go and find some meat on the offensive and defensive lines. I think they use those top, you know, high first round picks on the offensive and defensive line. And that's the way they just sort of beef everything up. That's I like it. That's uh, so where do you see, do you see uh, Tua Tagovailoa uh, moving on? Oh, I think he's going to stay there. I think he's going to stay there. I've got a list of other uh, quarterback movements. If you're interested, um, <laughs> I think, ah. I think Deshaun Watson ends up with the Broncos because they lose out on the Russell Wilson. Oh, deal. gross! I wish he would just uh, go off into the ether. Yeah, but I think he's. No, I know. NFL, no, I know. We know how it all works, right? Um, Antonio Brown still got a gig. Um, yeah, I don't want to go. Derek Carr it. is he staying in? Uh, uh, Los Derek Angeles? Carr, I think, is going to sign a new deal with the Raiders, and I think he's going so to retire Raider. I don't think he yeah. wants to go anywhere. I think they want to keep him. Uh, that would be a smart move for them. I think he's a really good quarterback. 
Um, I see uh, Jimmy Garoppolo probably going to Carolina. I think Teddy Bridgewater might end up in Washington. I think James Cam Newton getting signed anywhere. Huh? Is Cam Newton uh, working anywhere? God, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't I didn't think of him, but I think Jameis might end up with the Steelers. I could dig that. Replacing Big Ben, which would be kind yeah. of a weird sort of, you know, replace one vile human being with somebody with his own checkered past at quarterback. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of how I see it. That's what I think. Uh, I'm probably wrong on all of this, but um, yeah. There it is. There's my crazy yeah. ass chaotic. We'll see. Uh, I, I, yeah, we'll see. Quarterback. We haven't had like a huge blockbuster trade in the NFL in a long, 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 long time. Uh, so if that happens, it'll be historic. Millie, what are your predictions? Well, my predictions were that um, the Giants trade Dan Jones, the second round pick to Cleveland for Baker Mayfield. And that Mayfield, we get Mayfield. And, no, right. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> But I did actually, I did say to the hubs this week, what about Baker? I could see that. Um, but uh, I, I actually feel like there's a little more, um, I don't know, my, my spidey sense tingles a little bit when I hear uh, stories about the Giants and actually uh, about Tua. I think Tua is somebody that uh, the Seahawks might be very interested in. Uh, mm-hmm. as well. I, I think about Jalen Hurts as, as a candidate as well, if they wanted to move on from Russell Wilson Man. one after. Uh, so so, I will say, so my prediction is that I, I, as far as Seahawks go, I do believe that we're going to uh, lose Russell Wilson. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't think we're going to keep the band together, uh, Dan. So I'm, I'm definitely with Curtis on that as far as the Seahawks go. Um, I was trying to think of other predictions, not Seahawks predictions mm-hmm. that I could make for 2022 and um was really at a loss so i just picked some random things that i have absolutely no informed opinion about which is that uh let's see i think that um the kraken are going to keep their coach i think that the academy awards the oscars will be virtual I think that you all are great. And I don't have a lot of thoughts about where things are going. I am so hopeful that baseball is not postponed that I don't want to make a prediction on it. Uh, I, man, I'm, I know. I, I, I wish baseball wasn't heading this way. I, if I was going to make my predictions, um, I would say that, baseball isn't going to be locked out. Um, I, I think that the lockout is going to end well before pitchers and catchers. Um, but man, uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't know if the baseball lockout ends soon and we get, you know, like a normal season, I actually think the Mariners are going to win like 110 games. 100, 110. Yeah. They're going to win more than, because isn't the record 108? No, Didn't uh, they win 116? 116. Okay. 116. Sorry. Yeah. But I need Alana's predictions. Do you have any you want to share? Uh, I think the Mar- I think the lockout shortens the season, but doesn't eliminate it. Uh, I think the Mariners 
make the playoffs in the wild card position and win the wild card game. So go into the uh, ALDS uh, where they don't advance past it, but it's a good learning experience for everyone involved. Um, and it's a unmitigated success uh, and shines a light into the next season. I think the Storm um, resigned Sue Bird. I think she mm-hmm. plays another season. Uh, and I think if that hasn't already happened, but I, I don't think it No, has. it hasn't happened. It yet. hasn't, but I agree. I, Sue's coming back for yeah. at least one more She's season. got to come back, yeah. Yeah, and I think that they, they do well. Um, I don't know what happens there. I think that um, most of the Marvel series in this second batch of TV shows are kind of kind of suck um, <laughs> just because I don't trust that they've found showrunners who can do what they did in the first round. But I do think that Ms. Marvel uh, and Echo and um, the second season of Loki are going to be bangers. Um, and I think it's because they know like the, those those stories are very clear uh, mm-hmm. and who they need to run those shows is very clear. Um, but like Moon Knight, like great. You have Oscar Isaac and Ethan Hawke, like intriguing, but what, what are you, what are you doing with it? Um, I could be wrong. Uh, and then she Hulk, like that's just, it's great that you have Tatiana Maslany and I love Tatiana Maslany, but what has she done aside from like cameo in some shows and been in that orphan black, like she isn't like, like, do we know that she can do comedy? I don't know that we know that she can do comedy. So I'm a little, I've got some questions about she Um, uh, Beyond that, uh, I think that Bruce Harrell's first term in office in Seattle starts off ignominiously and he starts trying to bust up homeless camp encampments uh, and is just a real, um, you know, Jenny Durkin in a, in a blackmail Jenny Durkin. That's uh, I 100% agree with that prediction. It, 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 you know, everything is the same as it was. Yeah. Seattle doesn't change. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and the, the, and Davison is going to wreck things, like actually legitimately wreck things. Um, but that's all I have. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I, that was one of my predictions, uh, that I wanted to make, which is Sue Bird is coming back. I, I just, yeah, uh, I was going to get that in there. Like I think they're going to win the title with Sue Bird. I think they're going to get their fifth title. Um, they'll she's going to ride off, gonna ride off the in the sunset. And, yeah. and I think <laughs> yeah. they, uh, if they do not build a statue for, um, in front of that arena, uh, I am going to uh, I am going to uh, email the ownership of that team uh, daily, and um, I'm going to email uh, Mayor Harrell daily uh, <laughs> until it happens because um, she's the greatest athlete that I've ever seen play at that arena, and I am a huge. Seattle supersonic fan. Mm-hmm. Anybody watch, go back and watch the 2018 WNBA um, uh, playoff series between her and uh, uh, Tarasi down in Phoenix in that 
final game, I think, that oh. they played up here. And she was a fucking monster in that game, nailing threes in the last, like, 11 minutes of that game. And she was, like, as cold-blooded of a basketball player as I've ever seen. And she had a fucking mask on her face because mm-hmm. of her- broken i mean she is just an effing beast she is like the tom brady of women's basketball she is a bona fide like superstar athlete and she deserves to have a uh, a statue put right in front of that climate pledge arena like hands down no question shouldn't even be like a debate about it agreed yeah that's all yeah. I'm going to say about my girl, Sue Bird. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I, there's a lot of exciting stuff coming in Seattle. Uh, one last prediction. I think the Kraken are going to end um, sub, you know, 500 season. Um, but I think that's okay because I think uh, that's all they're really going for in this season. I think um, they have a strong core around them. I think all they're missing is um, uh one playmaker that can take over the game. And if that happens, uh, you know, they can become a really great team. Um, will they find it? I don't know. I, I think they might uh, go looking for it. I know they've got uh, some um, <clears throat> cats in um, the development system that they're excited about. Um, but, um, but yeah, uh, just moving quickly into dorking. Um, uh, I'll start. Uh, so I watched, uh, the, the, the Sopranos prequel, the, the movie that David Chase made the many saints of Newark, um, which was billed as a Tony Sopranos, um, origin story. It's not really Tony Soprano's origin story. It really kind of like focuses on other characters. Um, I rewatched the Sopranos, uh, to go into the many cents of Newark, um, my takeaway on the Sopranos is, um, you know, 15 years after its final episode, it absolutely holds up. It is absolutely one of the best TV shows of all time. And it is absolutely kind of the standard bearer and the thing that ushered in this, you know, golden age era of, um, premier TV. Um, so I watched the many many saints of Newark, and I was uh, completely underwhelmed. Everything that made Sopranos brilliant was missing in this movie. Everything that made Sopranos brilliant was um, uh, this idea of the the lives around these mobsters, right? Like they're just kind of like mundane domestic stuff, uh, their, their family quarrels and all of this kind of thing. Um, all of that was, and, and just like the layers of psychology that was going on in these characters, all of that was missing in The Many Saints of Newark. The Many Saints of Newark felt like it was just trying to ape a Martin Scorsese movie and um, with actors doing um, you know, like Halloween costume impressions of characters, you know, that were in The Sopranos. Um, I was completely underwhelmed by it. Um, uh, and uh, I don't recommend it. I thought it was dumb. Just rewatch The Sopranos instead. Uh, Alana, uh, anything you're darking out on? There's a new show on ABC called Abbott Elementary, and it's fantastic. It came out as a pilot, uh, fully formed 
totally understanding the story it was trying to tell and just telling it. And it's really economical writing. Uh, you know, anytime you have a sitcom uh, on network TV, you got to tell a story in 22 minutes and get in, get out, tell the jokes uh, and uh, be something special. And it's something special. So highly recommend that. And I'm looking forward this weekend to the return of two of my favorite uh, HBO shows from the past couple of years uh, in Euphoria, um, the Zendaya, Zendaya headed piece about uh, high school, uh, but it's a different kind of high school than I think any of us went to. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, it's very, very, very drug and sex and like it's, it's that world. And, you know, it's gotcha. oh, that's my high school. Sure. That was, that was Ferndale <laughs> High back in the 1980s. Sure. Sure. Um, and then Righteous Gemstone, Gemstones. I love the Righteous too. Gemstones. Yeah. It's fantastic satire. Every actor in that is brilliant. The characters are so well-defined. I uh, 100% recommend that TV show. Brilliant satire. And also it uh, has a level of vulnerability with the characters that is really... Uh, awesome to watch and like refreshing yeah yeah judy judy is probably my favorite character on the show same so. yeah and uh uh baby billy and baby so, Billy. Yeah. and they're bringing in jason schwartzman as a reporter named nathaniel um not short for nathaniel just daniel uh and i read the logic behind that which is that um uh danny mcbride wants to have names that are really frustrating to yell when you're angry so it's like <laughs> it's like you know uh so that was the idea behind that um and eric andre and eric roberts are also joining for season two. Oh, brilliant yeah great show millie yeah. what are you jerking out on I was just trying to think about that. I did start the book of boba fett um i've only seen the first episode but um Definitely intrigued. Always appreciate the sort of throwbacks uh, in my head to uh, to the older trilogy of S Star Wars films. Um, so I'm I'm digging that and not really dorking out over a lot else. Uh, it's just been kind of a busy, busy week. Yeah. So I'm just going to keep it short and uh, and uh, yield my time. All right, Curtis. What are you talking about? Book of Boba Fett. Book of Boba Fett. <laughs> Book of Boba Fett. Book of Boba Fett. That's all I've got. That's all I got. And I'm writing on my blog a lot these days. That's right. You should check out 12life.com. Uh, some good stuff. Uh, Curtis uh, has uh, done a series uh, this week, kind of given the case of, uh, you know, the triumvirate of power with the Seattle mm -hmm. Seahawks, the case of Russell Wilson, the case of Pete Carroll, the case of uh, John Schneider. And it's really great, really insightful stuff that I recommend everybody uh, check out. Um, great. I've enjoyed chatting with y'all. Uh, everybody listening, you know, um, subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast. We've also got the YouTube channel so you can see uh, Svea, uh, Alana's uh, creepy daughter uh, coming into frame <laughs> like like she's the, the little girl in the in the ring movies. That's what um, I thought of too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
but as always, we really appreciate your support. We appreciate you listening to us. Um, my name is Daniel. For Lana, Millie, Curtis, the rest of the 12, saying goodbye and go Hawks. Go Hawks. Go Hawks. Go Hawks.